And just imagine how many different free museum visits you will get a chance to enjoy. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Stationed with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Station with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis Jesse. And before we get into it, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, let's move into it. Hi, peeps. Welcome to everyone who is new to the podcast. You are in the right place. We are getting started in the right way, just a little bit of a greeting, y'all. And for those who have been with me, you know you are always welcomed, okay? Y'all are always welcomed, always happy to have y'all back every week. All right, y'all, so let's start how we always start in terms of the content. We are moving into the book that I just completed, y'all. And this book, let me tell you, it was a race to the finish because I was like, you need to finish this book. My mom, my sister, and I, I've said this in previous episodes, we have a little book club and we went on a little hiatus for a couple of weeks. Really, it was supposed to be one month and then it turned into a couple of months. We all had individual things that we were working on, but we've come back and I actually got a chance to choose our first book moving into the spring, summertime. And my mom told me, she said, I already finished it, Kalisha. And I'm like, okay, that is my little nudge. We read The Davenports by Crystal Marquis. And it actually is a brand spanking new book, came out in 2023. And I think this is actually the first 2023 book that I have reviewed this year. So y'all, fresh off the presses. Yes, And the way that I found this book, actually, I was in a bookstore, which is where you can find me quite often when I'm traveling. So I was visiting a local island here in Washington State, and on that island has several towns. We went to a town, really cute town, and I saw this bookstore that was right next door to the restaurant we went to. So I went into the bookstore and I was trying to figure out what book or books I was going to purchase. I usually like to get something that's kind of like my souvenir when I'm going to another town, especially if it's an independent bookstore, I will get a book. And so I was having trouble finding something and I was just about out the door and I saw a cover that caught my eye, y'all. So this was the cover of the Davenport's. And the bookseller actually came to me and said, oh, yeah, I read that book. And she said a few things about it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to support this new author and read her book. And the words that I have for this book are illuminating, pliant, buoyant. Now, first, illuminating. I would say that this book was illuminating for... A couple of reasons. One, the bookseller, when she came to me, it was illuminating for her. So almost seeing it through her eyes, this book is about a an upper class black family in the early 20th century. And they live in Chicago. 
and there are two daughters, a son, and a whole household because this is a an, a wealthy family. And they have servants in their home and they have a very posh lifestyle. And one of the things that the lady said to me was that she didn't know that there was a class of upper class black people in the early 1900s. And this I already knew. I knew it. I learned some of this history just growing up, reading the right books, learning from the right people. And so it wasn't a surprise to me, but it is definitely illuminated because it is not a history that is often discussed and often written about. And this is historical fiction, I should say. So it's pretty cool because at the very end of the book, she has a bit more And it's pretty cool because at the end of the book, she includes some details on how she was inspired to write this book and that there was an actual family in the Midwest who had a similar life to what she writes about here in this book. And I thought that was very illuminating that she shared a little bit of her research, shared a little bit about this family and other families. And so in that way, it it does a bit of educating, right? It's illuminating. Second, pliant. It's pliant because as I was reading, historical fiction has quite an interesting project, one of my favorite genres. And it has the project of linking current readers to the past and being true to what would have happened in the past. And so I say pliant because there were times when I read it and I thought, hmm, that seems like an interesting choice. I wonder if that would have been the case for that time period, you know, that they would have used this type of language or if they would have had, you know, a stove in, in a private room. And I mean, I really don't know what a good historical fiction writer has to do is convince you that they've done their research. And what I found was that one of the things that I was like, hmm, I'm wondering about that piece. She actually talks about it at the very end in her personal chapter to the reader. And she says that she moves basically the Jim Crow laws and the growing tension up a decade in order to provide a plot point to one of the characters. And had I known that before, I would have definitely given given her more like credit. But you know, once I read that, I thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense because I'm like, okay, this is, I'm assuming the early 1900s, the first decade probably, but there's a lot of tension about Jim Crow laws. And I'm thinking that, that seems a little bit too soon for this to be coming to a head. But she does tell the reader at the very end, after the story is done, that she, she made that decision. So it's pliant, right? She, she makes the some something's pliant. I think some language that she uses, I think, is to connect the current reader to to the past without being too jarring. So she takes some liberties, as every writer does. She takes some liberties here, and so it's very pliant in that way that you have some historical pieces moving up a decade. You have some language, I would say, that is more. PC now being used then in order to maybe connect the reader to that time period without being jarring. So yes, very pliant. The last word, buoyant. This is a buoyant piece. It is 
it is a romance. I said historical fiction, but it's it's definitely there's there's a a romance thread throughout the book. And it's not just with one character. That is the interesting part. Everyone is having love issues. And I've said it before. I am not big into romance. That is not my genre. But historical fiction is. And more importantly, it is very buoyant because the way that the prose and the conflicts arise, they arise in ways that are complicated in some ways, but but still cheerful, still buoyant, still very much pleasant and not overly complicated for sure. So it, it has a cheeriness to it. And it's very, this is not one of my words per se, but you see at the very end where she's headed. And I know that there are more books to come based on how she ended off this book. And you know what? I might want to learn a little bit more about the Davenports as they move on into however long this series will be. So once again, the words were illuminating, pliant, buoyant. The book is The Davenports by Crystal Marquis. Came out in 2023 this year, y'all. Check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all. Moving on to the topic of the day. It's free museum season, y'all. Y'all ready? Are you ready? I'm telling you, I am so excited. You know I like cheap. You know I like free and expensive. Those are words that are music to my ears. And I'm letting y'all know, if you are a military spouse or a military member in a military family, this is a season for free museum visits. So let me just tell you what it is. The National Endowment for the Arts and Blue Star families have linked up and they have some support from DOD and museums across America. And it's free museum season for many museums across the U.S. And what's lovely is that it is well documented where you can go for free right now. And there's a website, y'all. So I promise you, if you search Blue Star Free Museums, you will find the right website. It'll pop right up. But really, it is an opportunity for us as military families to enjoy the arts. And especially during a time where a lot of kids are out of school and you're trying to figure out what to do with them, or you're taking vacations and you want to add something to your itinerary, it's lovely to be able to get a family in. Or if you're like me, one, two people into the museum with no fee. And let me tell y'all, when we talk about inflation, these museum fees are high. I remember when it's just a couple of dollars to get into a museum and now you're paying probably on average $15, $18 for admission to a museum as an adult. And y'all, we just, we just don't need all these fees. We don't, we don't want them. And so actually this is happening right now. It started May 20th and ends September 4th. So, so y'all, I, if you, if you do not know, I am a big fan of the arts. I love museums, love them, love them, love just music, all the things of summertime that are free because there are a lot of other things that are free just in general for the general population. It gets even better to me when they 
are free for military families. Yes. And so when it comes to figuring that out, where you're going to go this summer, what's around you that's free in terms of museums, you can go online. Like I said, check it out. They have a map, which is really cute because it's all in blue. So, you know, blue star families, it's all in blue, a blue map. So you can click on this interactive or you can just look by state, which is typically what I do. Just look by state. And on the subject, y'all, I also found out about this site called VetTix, V-E-T-T-I-X. And I have not done it yet, but apparently you sign up for notifications or emails about live concerts, events, performances, and they're all free. You pay like a small transactional fee to get these free tickets. I was at an event two weeks ago. So last week I talked to you all about this advocacy event that I went to that I didn't know I was going to an advocacy event. Mm -hmm. So in that same session, someone told me about VetTix. She talked about VetTix. So check it out. But um, in terms of the free museum seasons, y'all, I have already gone out with my girl. We went to the Burke Museum in Washington, in Seattle, really. It's right on University of Washington's campus. And as an archaeology and paleontology museum, it was lovely. We had a lovely time, y'all. We spent hours there because that's the type of museum visitors we are. We are thorough. I mean, my girl was more thorough than me. Shout out to Martina because we were at that museum for a long time. And I usually am used to being the one who feels that they had to rush up a bit, you know, to to finish so that I'm not leaving my partner just hanging and bored. But no, no, she took her good time in that museum. And so, yeah, we had a good time. And the plan, listen, is to hit up these museums all across Washington within a fair, within a fair radius, I would say. I'm willing to drive though. But you know what? It got me to thinking, y'all. Got me to thinking that in this case, it's actually an advantage to be so mobile, right? Because just imagine this is happening this year. Hopefully it will continue to happen annually. And a lot of us, we move a lot. Mm -hmm. We are moving all across all kinds of duty stations in different states. And just imagine how many different free museum visits you will get a chance to enjoy over the course of however long your family is affiliated, active duty with the military. Y'all, it is lovely. It is lovely, y'all. And even for me, when I'm not traveling for, you know, the military, PCS, and that kind of thing where I'm moving permanently, I still am looking forward to this particular free museum perk as I travel throughout this summer. And y'all got some places to go headed out to some places even right now. And I'm trying to figure out when I land, what are the museums that I can get in for free because I'm loving the arts piece. I'm loving the culture piece. I'm loving all of the historical pieces that I can learn when I go to these museums, y'all. So if you have not considered it, if you're trying to figure out what you're about to do for the next couple of weeks and you are drawing blanks, you might want to check that out. Nothing wrong with a little free museum. And, and the other piece is that there are different types of museums. So if you're not into the paleontology museums 
or you're not into the, you know, folk art museums, there are other types of museums, y'all. There are a lot of interactive museums. There are music museums. Just go check it out, okay? All right, y'all. Moving on to the last portion of the podcast, I am sharing with you another piece of original flash fiction. And this one is called The Hotel Where We Always Stayed. New Year's fireworks ring out across the harbor, and I am alone. Reminiscing about old friends. Carlos and Sandra and Richie and Pith. The crew. The gang. The posse. Remembering how we, too, used to shine brightly at the hotel where we always stayed. More fireworks light up the sky. Little explosions of gas that color the darkness in places intersecting its path like Carlos. Only to be handled and released by professionals like his mom or his second ex-wife or his emotional support parent Ernie. I liked Carlos. A showstopper. A ringleader. The main event. Wouldn't go anywhere near him on your average Tuesday or Thursday or trash day or yesterday or even today. But boy, was Carlos fun when the good times came. Handing out $100 bills to all the pretty ladies laced up in more ways than one during those nights we gathered at the hotel where we always stayed. Then there was Sandra with her sparklers disposition. You know the pretty sizzling sort of dandies you like then hand out to everyone. Your sister, your granny, your seven-year-old, your mother's next fling, and everyone oohs and ahs at the pretty light before it fizzles out for the night. And then you light some more. So pretty, highly replaceable, easy to handle, that Sandra. I always enjoy seeing her glide through the doors of the hotel where we always stayed. There was also Richie. Kind of like those poppers that you throw on the ground just to hear a few bangs. Miniature, sandbag-looking things. Nothing spectacular on the outside, but full of quiet calculations waiting for the moment to actualize. It took some shaking up, that's all. Oh, Richie. Silent, rambunctious Richie. The funk you didn't see roll in Richie. Love to see him shake up the joint at that hotel where we always stayed. And you can't forget Pith. Pith with his easygoing, goofy glow, skittered around just like those ground spinner fireworks. You know the ones you light on the driveway's concrete slab, giving it space to flicker, spin, and skid around. Laid back, lighthearted Pith. Everything is hunky-dory Pith. Never gave anyone trouble, Always went with the flow. Smiley Pith. He always showed up right on time at that hotel where we always stayed. And me? I was a smoke bomb, hissing, conspicuous colored gas slipping through the air. Brightly hued, enduring, floating free, distinctive, sulfur-scented smoke silently wafting around that hotel where we always stayed. The finale has started. Colorful lights blaze in the sky. And I'm reminded that we, too, are in the final phase of life. Scattered about the world now, 
were no longer loud, nor sparkly, nor high-flying, nor colorful like before. Our hurrah has fizzled. Our colors are muted. Our memories have faded. Our impact is unclear. But those were fine times in the heyday of life. Schmoozing and boozing and perusing that hotel where we no longer stay. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you have not checked me out at stationed underscore story, you need to go onto Instagram and Twitter and find me there, okay? And then also, if you have not left a review, leave a review of the podcast wherever you are listening to it and share it. Share it with a friend. Sharing is care. You know, I always say that. And of course, rate it. Give it all the stars. Give the podcast all the stars wherever you are listening and check out the website for everything. Stationedwithstories.com is where you can find me. You can also send me a little message if you would like. And y'all, I will be back next Monday. This is Station With Stories and I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps. (laughs) 